Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees continue on their winning ways, sweeping a brief two-game series in Fenway against the Boston Red Sox. Well, who else would be playing there, of course? But this is after the Yankees had a very successful homestand against the Twins and Tampa. Again, it's a you know a homestand that I think, you know, if we look back, probably going to be what we're going to point to, you know, if the Yankees do make a, a run there in, in the postseason as, a, as the point where they kind of turn things around. Again, they've kind of been this slumbering lumbering giant uh second half of the season like banging his head into the wall not knowing where it's going kind of seemed they woke up a little bit uh during that homestand and now continue on the winning ways um in boston sweeping two games there and now we'll continue on to milwaukee uh for three games for an illegal matchup kind of interesting matchup there but before we get into all that make sure you subscribe to this podcast or wherever you're listening to it whether it's on iHeartRadio, google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify there's got to be some sort of like follow subscribe button something like that the, the follow and the subscribe is probably the more important. But if you want to like, that's nice as well. But make sure you follow and or subscribe and get no, no, uh, notified when new content comes up throughout the rest of the season, postseason, and a little off season. So I mentioned before that, you know, the um, Yankees kind of righted the ship a little bit. Now moved on to, to Fenway. And, you know, we know the couple last couple times the Yankees have visited Fenway. Um, you know, a bunch of heartbreaking losses. A lot of losses where, you know, Clay Holmes, you know, blowing a lead in the eighth or ninth or, uh, you know, an extra inning situation where the Yankees would jump ahead by a couple of runs but only lose it in the bottom of the frame. So uh, Yan- Yankees, you know, last couple of visits there to Boston haven't been, haven't been friendly, but um, this would not be the case this time. The Yankees holding on to both games there. And a lot of this good things overall, um, you know, so this is more about this episode being about feelings, just things feeling good about the team, uh, whether the, the bullpen coming together a little bit. Holmes seems to, you know, for the most part, righted himself a little bit. Um, you, you, you're not as confident yet as he was, you know, the first half of the season, but it's good to see him uh, shaping up a little bit. Uh, Nesta Cortez, again, his second start from coming off the IL, uh, picking up a win as well. So you like to see that kind of get, you know, kind of get things rolling that way. And, but I think most importantly is because Gleyber Torres, who his bat came alive um, in that final game against Tampa, again, getting a couple home runs. But, you know, contributing, you know, in both games uh, in Fenway and just, you know, hitting the ball to right field. And it's kind of looking like like the Gleyber Torres we remember back in like 2018, 2019, uh, when he was like an all-star caliber player, not the Gleyber Torres of, of, you know, the past two seasons where he's kind of just, you know, kind of been a, um, you know, a, a mirage of his former self and kind of falling into the Gary Sanchez category of, you know, a, ba- a baby bomber is kind of falling on his face. Now, overall, this season has, a, you know, he has bounced back overall, but the second half again in recent weeks, you know, haven't been good for him. And you hear talks that maybe the Yankees should start benching him, stuff like that. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, really came alive uh, in that final Tampa game. And then, of course, uh, you know, made a big impact in both these games here uh, against the Red Sox. So we'll get to the first game there. So uh, Cole on the mound. Um, now, this is a weird game for Cole. Like, you look at his line, it's not impressive. I mean, it's not like he got batted around. I mean, he gave up a couple hits, but it seemed like the hits he did give up were home runs. So it was just – and one of them was kind of a little bad luck, kind of a pesky pole situation. So, um, so it started off in the second inning, the bottom of the second. Uh, with Tristan uh, Costas up with a runner on, hits a two-run homer, so puts the uh, Boston on the board there, two nothing. But then right away the Yankees, uh, Yankees respond back in the top of the third. Marlon Gonzalez getting playing time at first base again. Anthony Rizzo still on the IL with the uh, from the effects from the epidural shot should be coming around shortly. But in the meantime, it's been more playing time for Marlon Gonzalez. Shocks everybody, even Yankee fans, hitting a two-run home run uh, to right field at Fenway. Time score up at that point, 2-2. But nevertheless, Cole, again, had a weird game where he just pretty much all the hits he gave up were home runs. Uh, gives up a home run right away in the bottom of that same inning uh, to Reese McGuire. Puts Boston back ahead, 3-2. 
And then Aaron Judge, as we know, is inching, inching, inching closer uh, to Roger Maris' 61. Well, he did it in a big way in this game. Hits his first of two home runs uh, in the top of the sixth. Uh, this one to right field. It would be his 56th home run of the year, tying the game for the Yankees 3-3. But again, right back, Boston responds right back um, in the bottom of the sixth. Xander Bogarts off of uh, Cole. It's a, it's a little like line drive home run around the pesky pole in right field. So, you know, again, most of the ballparks either that would have gone foul or this would have, you know, wouldn't have been a home run. But, of course, just the dimensions of Fenway kind of slipped right in there uh, for home runs. So, again, you know, people want to complain about the Yankee Stadium right field giving up easy home runs. Well, that's a case where you can get one easily at Fenway. Uh, but, unfortunately, for the Yankees at that point, put them behind the eight ball again, four to three. But then that man again, Aaron Judge, uh, in the top of the eighth, hits a shot uh, over the green monster, actually hit some of the uh, – one of the, uh, I, I, I guess you call it the skywalk up there. I mean, because they have they have the initial seating up there, so they built some like you know a metal infrastructure. So I guess the light tower you would call it, I guess whatever. Uh, so would have gone otherwise would have gone out of Fenway completely and ended up on Lansdowne Street. But nevertheless, uh, for the Yankees, tied the score up that point four four. And then the game, this will actually go into extra innings uh, in the top of the tenth with a familiar name, Jerus Familia, in the former Mets closer with the bags loaded up, Glaber Torres up. And Glaybaugh kind of just, you know, nonchalantly waited on pitch, hit it to right field, and just put it right between uh, right center field, right between the center field and the right fielder. So Anno's on two outs, of course, all runners moving on contact, able to clear the bags at that point, put the Yankees up 7-4. to four. But again, you never really feel comfortable at Fenway Park. And, you know, so I figured, you know, if they're only going to the, the uh, bottom of the frame, only up one run, they're going to lose this game. They need to score at least two. At least Glaybaugh got the three, but even – the three was they actually needed because, again, the recent, Yankees' recent trip, trips up the Fenway, we've seen them have problems uh, in the late innings. Even though Boston's been like a last-place team this season, it just seems like the Yankees can't close games out on that mound of Fenway this season. But finally, the Yankees did uh, buckle down in this game, but it wasn't easy. So now in the bottom of the 10th, you have the ghost runner-up. Holmes is still in the game. And the first batter, what does he do? He hits him right in the foot. So puts now two runners on. And I like what Boone did here. He didn't mess around because, again, we've all seen the story with Holmes. It's kind of had some meltdowns on that Fenway mound for whatever reason. So he decides to go with lefty Peralta there. Now you figure lefty on lefty, you know, it would be some easy outs for Peralta. But nevertheless, um, Peralta gives up a single with one out, uh, two for Dugo. And the ghost runner, Hernandez, able to come around to score. Custer leads, Yankee leads a 7-5 there. Now uh, Peralta able to get a big fly out of Xander Bogos. And he homered early in the game. So, you know, good, uh, you know, lefty and righty battle there. Peralta wins. Um, but then, unfortunately, with two, two outs, uncorks a wild pitch of his own. So Wong is able to score, which then pulls Boston with 7-6. And now you have a situation where, you know, you look at, are they going to blow this game against the tough uh, Raphael Devers up? But Peralta is able to settle down, um, actually able to strike out Devers. Again, Devers is a very dangerous hitter. Uh, but Peralta able to get him to strike out in the game. And the Yankees barely hold on to the 7-6 win there. Uh, again, it's good to see the Yankees hold on because we've seen them blow a lot of games on that mound of Fenway. But uh, this time they able to hold it on. Uh, Holmes gets the win because uh, he was kind of the pitcher of record you know, when, when uh, Torres cleared the bags there. And, of course, Peralta to save and Cole. Kind of a weird start. You want to say it's terrible, not great, not ace-like. Uh, only goes six innings. Gives up the four earned runs. Again, three of, the, three of them from home uh, home runs. Uh, but struck out 10. So kind of like you had a lot of strikeouts. You didn't give up too much contact, but the contact you did give up a home run. So, again, he's just had this kind of a bizarre season for Cole. It's just kind of like he's just had weird innings, weird outcomes. So 
but again, Yankees will take it. They'll take the win there. Uh, We've been the Yankees to the second game. It'll be Nestor Cortez's second start coming back uh, again from the groin injury. And Cortez was uh, brilliant in this game. And the Yankee offense finally woke up later on in the game, put enough runs on the board, which will get Cortez to win. But it wasn't until the fifth, again, scoreless on. Now, Hicks and Judge were on the bags there, tore us up. And he hits a ball. And a couple of this miscues by the Red Sox. Basically threw the ball and kicked it around uh, the infield. Ball that ended up going out to right field. And so not only did Hicks and Judge score easily, but Torres able to come all the way around as what they would call a little league home run and put the Yankees up big time, 3 nothing. So again, Torres uh, with the big bases clearing hit in the uh, first game. They're in extra innings. And now with another a big hit uh, that, you know, not only is able to clear the bags, again, thanks to some sloppy play by the Red Sox, but nevertheless, uh, Torres instigated it all and put the Yankees up at that point, 3 nothing. And the Yankees would pretty much, uh, you know, cruise along the way. It would get a little dicey there in the eighth inning. We'll get into that. Uh, but Boston did respond in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, Connor Wong, RBI double, scored for me Yankee Ruff Schneider. So cut the lead down to 3-1. to one. The Yankees answered back in the next inning, the sixth. Trevino, again, his bat's been a little bit quiet lately, So he, but he had an RBI double, scored a, a kind of falafa, put the Yankees up 4-1. to one. Now, in the eighth inning, got a little dicey with Loizaga on the mound. Again, the Yankees up at the point, 4-1. to um, Loizaga gave up two singles to start the inning, uh, but eventually, and Boston would score a run to cut it to 4-2, but then against J.D. Martinez, again, dangerous hitter, Loizaga able to do a double play, ground ball to get out of the jam. Uh, so the Yankees escaped that eighth inning, 4-2. Uh, to And then thanks in the top of the ninth, thanks to an error, uh, the Yankees were able to add another run, uh, bringing it to 5-2. to two. And then, again, comes down to the bottom of the ninth where – you know, like a broken record mentioned before, Yankees having problems in the late innings on that mound in Fenway, especially with Holmes on. Uh, but Holmes would give up a, a double to start off the inning to Abraham Almonte. But at that point, when you're when you're up five to two, you're just looking for outs, and you only you don't even, you know you don't care about that run of scoring, which he would eventually would. Uh, but with two outs and the score at that point five to three, Holmes was able to get uh, Reese McGuire to strike out to end the game, and Holmes holds on for the win. Holmes holds on for the save and gets the win for Nesta Cortez, who, uh, you know, did the minimum of five innings. So ups his record to 10 to four. Again, Holmes with the save there. And he, and again, it is a good two game set uh, at Fenway there. Again, we've seen the Yankees have problems at Fenway, even though Boston's been not having a good season. But it's just good to see them hold on. Yeah, you can say a little bit, they almost blew that first game a little bit. And, you know, you don't like to see Holmes give up any runs, but. Just to see, you know, Holmes not melt down and kind of stick with it. And I don't say, again, Holmes is completely back, but again, seeing positive things from Holmes. But the bigger news is that, you know, Gleyber Torres, um, who I kind of mentioned, has to be, you know, has to be has to be more than just Judge, you know. I think when, you know, when DJ's healthy, he's in there, he contributes. We've seen Rizzo when he's in there and healthy, he contributes. Stanton, we're still waiting for him to wake up, and I don't know what the case is him going to be because um, really, I mean, his bat has been completely cold. But Gleyber has to be a guy, has to be one of the other guys that, um, you know, in the big spot, the Yankees can count on, um, you know, just because it, it has to be more than this judge. And of course, judge hitting two home runs, inching close to 61 seems, you know, still with a couple of weeks left in the season, very, very likely he's going to pass Maris to 61. So that's going to become a thing, you know, of course, you know, anytime he's up at bat and ESPN and, and MLB network, whatever is probably going to break coverage, whatever game they're covering and go to judge judges at bat. So it's going to be one of those situations. So, um, you know, as that, as that winds closer, but nevertheless, the Yankees again, Win two more games, and during this during that stretch, actually Toronto and Tampa were facing each other up in Toronto there, and actually Toronto uh, able to beat up on the Rays a little bit there. So the Yankees right now with a six game lead over the Jays in second place, there. and actually Rays fell down to seven and a half games now in third place. So 
it looks like, you know, just the way things are rounding out now and time kind of running out a little bit for both those teams. The Yankees, again, should definitely – I'm impending a, a real uh, meltdown in these final couple of weeks. The Yankees should hold on to this AL East. And that's probably why you saw, again, the Yankees, you know, go, you know, be comfortable with, you know, putting players like Rizzo and DJ on the IL. Just, you know what, heal up a little bit. We're good right now. I guess they just felt confident that they'll be able to hold on to it. Otherwise, you'd probably have those players still – uh, active right now just try to fend off but uh you know the yankees able to get it done without those guys and they should be coming back soon and some good news down in the minors so harrison beta uh one of the yankee uh yankees rehabbing there um hitting a home run so you know you like to see that he can't he did mention that you know and really the yankees got him for his infield defense i mean his outfield defense that's the main reason why uh they traded him on going to get him and he even kind of mentioned oh yeah he'll probably be back but he's not going to be 100 percent but Again, maybe his 100% might be better what we're getting from players like Hicks, for example, or Esteban Floreal. So, again, you'll take that. So that's rounding into form there. So uh, the Yanks now uh, will go off to Milwaukee. Kind of a cool, interesting interleague matchup there. You know, if you have the time, there's probably a cool ballpark to visit. So it'll be Frankie Montas getting the, the uh, ball in the first game there. And then after that, the Yankees will come back home and really should pay, be able to pay up their wins and maybe even put away the AL East. Uh, you'll get a couple, you know, after that, uh, two games against the Pirates. Again, the Yankees... Went to Pittsburgh early early this season, and uh, so they're going to do the final two games here at, at Yankee Stadium. Then after that, four games against this last-place Red Sox team at home. And again, I know the Red Sox get up for the games, the fans get up for the games, but really looking at six games uh, that the Yankees really should utilize, really put away the AL East. But let's see if, you know, easier said than done. So hope you liked the episode. Looking to see Gleyber Torres, you know, coming back, and, you know, hopefully he's, you know, he could get hot now in the last – part of September and, you know, carry that in October. So we'll catch you on the next episode.